the great inspiration um, is uh, the dancing of my students. When I see um, how girls uh, uh, open with belly dancing and how they uh, become more beautiful, um, more strong. Hello everyone, you're listening to the Belly Dance Live podcast. I'm your host Jana Komarnitska and I'm thrilled to share a new portion of dance inspiration with you. If you are a new listener, welcome to the show. Don't forget to subscribe and receive automatic updates about our new episodes. And if you are our regular listener, welcome back. Please leave your reviews on whichever app you're listening. They really help me promote the show and spread awareness about belly dance art form. Plus, I really like hearing back from you. On this note, let's get to our today's episode. Have you ever considered adding a fitness element to your belly dance classes? That's one of the typical reasons why students come to a dance class at first place, to improve their physicality. Imagine how much your teaching business can benefit if you know how to combine these two elements together, dance and fitness and how to emphasize it in your marketing strategy. And that's exactly what Orit teaches at her Sharky the Belly Dance Workout Instructors Academy. You live with razor-sharp teaching skills and best practices for your teaching business project. The next Sharky Instructor Academy starts on April 3rd, so apply ASAP to secure your spot. More info at sharky.com teach. S-H-A-R-Q-U-I dot com slash teach. Sharky dot com slash teach. Direct link in the show notes. This interview is uh, so precious to me because we were doing it with such technical obstacles and difficulties. Uh, I'm very happy to have today on our podcast amazing Ukrainian dancer Natalia Goncharova. And I'm very grateful for her to agree to record despite all the difficulties and we were literally recording via phone call because we couldn't connect via internet at that moment she didn't have electricity which is a very common thing these days in ukraine and i was very happy that we got lucky that her phone battery was charged and lasted long enough for us to do this interview and this is just a little bit of uh, real realities of uh, life in general and dance life, uh, current dance life in Ukraine. And it's amazing how Natalia still shared so much lightness and so much hope and so much positive energy, even despite all these difficulties. And I know this is so important for all of us in today's world to keep this uh, sparkle of light and hope. And regardless of all the strategies that are going on, all around the world, in Ukraine, in Iran, in Turkey, what is happening, and that brings so much sorrow and so much desperation and uh, low motivation to keep moving and believing in something good. But this is very, very important, and I'm very happy that today I have opportunity to share this beautiful interview with Natalia. 
Natalia Goncharova has a university degree in education and is experienced in working with kids. Her students are champions of Ukraine, winners of the World Cup and many other prestigious awards around the world. Natalia was also a co-organizer of Dance with Stars Ukraine project that provided free online classes for Ukrainian ballet dance students, many of whom are children, and also gathered donations from non-Ukrainian participants for families who escaped temporary occupied territories during this terrible war that is happening right now in Ukraine. So in our today's conversation, you will hear, of course, a little bit about realities of dance life today in Ukraine. We also talked about Dance with Stars Ukraine project and what it really meant for ballet dance community in Ukraine. But of course, we talked a lot also about dance and dance life in general. We talked about nuances of teaching children and Natalia has a lot to share on that and not only the practicality but also psychology of teaching children and dealing also with their parents. We also talked about more uh, training aspects of our activities. For instance, we discussed uh, flexibility training and many mistakes that many ballet dancers are doing when they're deciding that now they need to work on their flexibility and Natalia is also known for her belly vacuum uh, masterclasses and workshops and we were talking about how she got into this practice and what are the benefits general health benefits of doing belly vacuum practice on a regular basis so i hope listening to this conversation will inspire you to keep moving and or to start moving if you felt like you slowed down or stopped or paused for a while and we'll inspire you to keep going, keep growing, keep dancing, keep practicing and keep believing in everything good. On this note, let's dive in. This episode was brought to you by the Yana Dance Club, a meeting place for committed dance enthusiasts of all levels. Most of our members shared that the club helped them to improve consistency in their training, meet new dance friends and discover various topics through hundreds of different tutorials. This is definitely a belly dance training that becomes a lifestyle. Learn more at yanadanceclub.com, link in the show notes or simply visit yanadanceclub.com and try for 7 days for free. Hello, dear Natalia. I'm so happy to welcome you to the Ballet Dance Life podcast. Thank you so much for joining and agreeing to participate, regardless of all difficulties. Uh, but I'm very happy to hear you right now. Hello, Jana. I'm very happy too. I'm happy to be a part of your podcast and to uh, I will be glad to uh, share with you um, my experience in dance and uh, to tell uh, all your audience uh, about me and about my work. Mm. Well, I'm very excited to talk about your uh, dance journey, dance experience, but I feel that um, the best way or the most correct way to start our today's conversation is of course asking about your current situation how you doing because you are right now in ukraine still in ukraine uh, moreover your city is very close to the fire line 
uh, close to the occupied territories. And by the time that this podcast will be released, it's going to be almost, almost like a year of war, full-scale war in Ukraine. So I kind of feel like let's start from there. How are you? How your life changed? Your dance life changed or impact was impacted during this year? And um, how's everything going for you? Oh, thank you about uh, thank you with this question because uh, yes, I'm in my native town now. My native city is Zaporozhye, and it's very close to far years. And uh, this year is very difficult, hard for people um, all over Ukraine, not only in my city. And of course, uh, we have uh, many problems with our work and uh, with the dancing in Ukraine. But um, I think uh, the situation helps us uh, to um, to be brave, uh, to be more strong. And uh, it shows how strong is uh, my Ukrainian um, people, yes, and Ukrainian country. And uh, we try to continue our work, we try to dance and uh, uh, not to think about uh, uh, sad situation in our country. Um, that's why we have uh, some events now, um, not uh, so many events um, that um, last year, but uh, we have some um, uh, dancing lessons, yes, and we have some uh, dancing competitions now, and uh, girls saw that uh, they continue, they dance uh, to live. We think that uh, dancing is a very important uh, thing uh, to live and uh, to be in life, not to think about sex. Mm. Uh, dancing helps us. You know, it is really impressive to see uh, how many initiatives and events, dance events, are still happening in Ukraine. It's nothing close to what it usually is in Ukraine. And uh, to give our listeners a little bit perspective, is like usually in Ukraine there will be at least one dance competition, dance festival somewhere every weekend. And good if it's just one. Very often it would be two, three events somewhere all over Ukraine. And dancers would travel around the country to participate, to compete, to learn from different teachers. Now it's nothing like that. But it's still impressive how people, despite all challenges, trying to keep their dance life uh, and their art life uh, happening. And I saw some competition. And to... To describe the struggles, uh, not only to mention that there is a literally the threat to life and there is a war in the country, but there are even day-to-day um, difficulties. Even right now, we are actually recording this interview via phone call because there is no electricity right now in your city, in your area specifically. So there is no internet and Wi-Fi. And that's why we're recording it via phone call. So this is a little perspective for people, for listeners to understand. It's like the middle of the day in your city. 
and uh, you know that most of the day there will be no electricity and then at some point they will turn on to give people opportunity to do uh, some maintenance and day-to-day -day, uh, things and then um, uh, because the electricity infrastructure was damaged it cannot be all the time the electricity supply so it's very limited and despite that, people and you, like, you're still, like, involved in dance life and trying to make events, uh, uh, things. So I'm actually, uh, would like to ask you how this struggles with, like, you know, day-to-day -day operations, including electricity, how did it influence your dance activities, if at all, of course? Yes, we have... Um... We have problems with electricity, big problems, and in um, different towns, uh, they are different. Uh, in my town, electricity, we haven't electricity um, eight hours in a day. Uh, so uh, this is difficult, yes, and um, it is hard uh, to have uh, online lessons, uh, to plan your work, because uh, we don't know uh, when we uh, um, haven't electricity, uh, for example, uh, tomorrow. We know it uh, uh, today we have information in the evening of what hours uh, we will have electricity. That's why we must uh, plan our day in the evening and uh, we must change our plans. Uh, we must change... Uh, our uh, the time of our lessons and uh, it is uh, not comfortable yes but uh, we think that this situation maybe help us uh, to plan our work to us uh, to plan our work i think uh, we um, we must uh, find uh, something good in each thing in our life in each difficulty we must find uh, good things and we must learn uh, because life um, teach us. Life is a good teacher. Mm. So we try to um, to have good plans and uh, to plan our time uh, very well uh, to be efficient. So um, the dancing life uh, continue and uh, um, we uh, do our work. Uh, and uh, I think that now we have uh, good opportunities uh, to meet uh, friends and to meet pupils uh, over from the world because uh, all the world uh, um, hear about Ukraine and uh, now our stars, uh, the Leden stars from Ukraine, um, um, become more popular because uh, um, they show that uh, they continue to dance and uh, they uh, are very good dancers and uh, they can give uh, the experience uh, to the students from all over the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so true. And so important to try to see at least bits of positivity in every, even such a horrible situation as what's happening right now in Ukraine. Uh, coming back to the very beginning of the war in Ukraine, a year ago, I know that you did quite a lot of... Uh, initiatives and events to support Ukraine, support Ukrainians and specifically Ukrainian dancers. And one of the initiatives that you were one of the organizers 
back then was Dance with Stars Ukraine. Can you tell a little bit about that project? Yes, of course, uh, I can tell. And uh, it is a very important project for me. And uh, it uh, became the important project uh, for um, students, for children and for adult uh, dancers uh, from our country. Um, we start, uh, started this project uh, in a month uh, from the beginning of the war um, in March. And um, I um, was very glad to see that uh, many Ukrainian teachers and then not only Ukrainian teachers um, wanted to support our girls. It was uh, amazing. We have a lot of teachers who give us um, free uh, lessons, uh, free workshops. And uh, this was a great uh, support for our um, belly dancers. Um, because uh, in this time, in that time, we haven't to go anywhere. We haven't any events in our country. These events, um, only we can um, dance um, online. Uh, and um, we have opportunities because the uh, situation was terrible and uh, many dancers, adult dancers and many um, parents of our children dancers uh, was uh, without work and uh, they haven't money to develop and to um, to pay for lessons, yes, and uh, this is very important uh, um, moments of our work. And uh, the teachers from Ukraine and the teachers from uh, all over the world uh, support uh, our students because of these lessons are uh, free. So I um, I want to say um, uh, thanks uh, to all the people who support us uh, this uh, the time and uh, um, we had a good opportunity uh, that day. Mm. Yeah, it was an incredible project, especially considering the contrast, because now we are talking about people trying to organize like dance classes, dance events, even competitions to the capacity that is possible. But back then in March, February, March, April, everything was basically canceled. Uh, there was no opportunity to gather together and dance. It was literally not safe. And most of the time people were spending in bomb shelters in many different cities around Ukraine. Plus what you mentioned, many families lost income sources, lost jobs. And on top of that, I want to add and emphasize that in Ukraine, there is a big part of Baladin's community which is based on kids. So it's children involved in Baladin's. And for them, it was stressful also with very young age to go through such stress as war. It's already very traumatic. But then you change your lifestyle. You see adults nervous all the time and you don't have dance classes. And often your parents cannot afford in this situation to pay money for some online classes or something like that. So that project was really contributing much to trying to maintain the... Um, 
spirit of all dancers. It was open for all Ukrainian dancers to participate for free, but especially it was important for kids uh, for whom at least some, some connection back to their dance life. How many, if you remember, if you remember, how many classes uh, did you release as a part of Dance with Stars Ukraine project? Oh, I cannot say because uh, I uh, don't count, but there are um, maybe uh, over 50 workshops, over 50 workshops. Mm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I want to say that uh, our that this project um, uh, began um, because our children, our belly dancing kids, uh, said that they want to dance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we start to do it for children. And um, then our adult dancers uh, said uh, we want to dance and uh, we feel that dancing um, can help us. And... Uh, uh, then they begin to um, they join to this project too. I know that you are in general very active with teaching kids. And even today you organize different events for kids in general, not only belly dance, but like more generic. Uh, can you share a little bit about your teaching experience with kids and how today kids are adapting to the current situation in Ukraine and how dance classes uh, help them or be part of their life today? I think that today our dance life uh, is uh, uh, very active, and uh, children um, children always uh, want to dance. In difficult situations, in good situations, they want to uh, live for their usual life. Uh, that's why now we have um, some events, yes, we have many dance classes. Um, in my town I have my own school and uh, uh, we dance uh, as usual as before war. Um, many of our girls uh, go to another country, yes, we have uh, uh, this uh, problem, but uh, new students are coming now and uh, I'm very happy to know that my students in, in other countries uh, are dancing now, continue to dance, continue to learn, uh, continue to uh, be on the belly dance stage. Uh, it's uh, very good news for me. Um, they uh, write me um, uh, from Netherlands, uh, from um, Poland, uh, from um, any other countries, uh, because I had a lot of students before war. Uh, but uh, now we have uh, a lot of uh, kids uh, from 5 to 16 years who, uh, who are dancing and uh, who um, want to have opportunities to go to another town um, and uh, dance on the stage. And um, some time ago, I uh, was uh, organizer of the competition in one of Ukrainian cities. And uh, we have um, 
a lot of beautiful and talented girls. That's why I think uh, we uh, must uh, we must be strong now, and uh, we uh, have we hope that uh, this war will finish, and uh, we have a good uh, well dance life uh, after this war, and uh, we have many many talented girls who are working now. And uh, after victory, they uh, show they will show how strong are they. Mm, so so true. In your regular classes, do you have more students, kids, children, or more students, adults? Um, as for me, uh, it's fifty-fifty. Mm. <laughs> I spend. Kids, students, and adult students, uh, mm, too. Mm. I know that you have a degree in education, a professional university degree in education, and you specialize working with kids, uh, too. How do you feel your university education helps you today in your dance classes? Yes, I have high education, in, and I'm a teacher in my um, education, and uh, I think uh, it uh, it helps me very very uh, good <laughs> because I have a psychological education, and uh, I think uh, it helps me to understand my students, um, pupils, uh, kids, uh, and uh, adults too. Mm. And uh, I teach. I like to teach uh, kids because uh, they're interesting, and uh, this is uh, uh, every children is a world, and it's very interesting to open this world. Mm. Did you ever have situations then, kid herself or himself didn't really want to do dance classes, but parents? We're pushing her to do dance classes. There are different situations with different children, and uh, yes, uh, some parents want to uh, have star dance and star, but um, I uh, speak uh, and uh, yes, I, I speak with the parents uh, very uh, lot. I uh, spent a lot of time to um, explain to the parents that uh, this is a great work to be a star. And uh, children must understand that uh, they must uh, uh, learn, they must uh, go to different workshops, uh, they must uh, uh, work hard to be a good dancer. That's why I have no problem with these uh, questions. Uh, I have no problem with such situations uh, if um, I see them. Did you ever have a situation that you refused to teach a kid because you saw that the kid really not into dancing, but it was all about parents pushing children? Or you never had those extreme situations? <laughs> Uh, I have some uh, such situations, but uh, I uh, uh, don't refuse uh, because uh, in this situation I speak with this child. Uh, so 
I uh, explained this child that um, uh, to be a su- successful dancer, uh, there will be uh, three uh, hardworking people, a child, a teacher, and a uh, parent. And if we have uh, three hardworking people, only touch um, away. And uh, I say, if you don't want to dance, you can draw, you can play football, you can uh, do any other thing, uh, and uh, uh, you will not spend my time. You will not spend the time and money of your parents. And uh, in my experience, the children understand. Hmm. That's why I have no such problem. Yeah. I think every teacher must, must understand that uh, is uh, such an important thing, not only dance, not only dancing, but uh, this is psychological uh, work. And uh, if you're a good teacher, not only dancer, it's a very big part of your work to explain and to speak with the children or with parents or with uh, adult dancers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was more curious, like if not children, but if parents understand that they cannot force a child <laughs> <laughs> to do what they want if the children, if the child doesn't want. <laughs> so I, um, I speak with children in this situation too. Because uh, I think that uh, children time in our times they are very clever, and uh, in some situations the child is more clever uh, than uh, parents. That's why I speak with the child and uh, um, I ask the question: If you want to dance, uh, we will sing. But if you uh, don't want to dance, uh, I will speak with your parents and. Um, I haven't uh, such bad experience uh, in this question. Mm-hmm. I I want to, uh, I like to observe uh, um, at uh, these parents and uh, um, uh, some time ago uh, they can uh, change. They can uh, change uh, their opinion and uh, maybe they uh, go themselves. Or uh, they be with their children, and this problem is not. What would you say would be the biggest difference between teaching classes for children and teaching classes for adults? Yes, I see the difference, and when I play, uh, when I plan my lessons, uh, I think about uh, the age of the dancers. And I think uh, every good teacher must know um, differences between adults and kids. Because um, I think that uh, kids are more active and uh, we must uh, uh, do different uh, dynamic uh, exercises uh, and uh, maybe uh, more... more uh, fast movements, yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I work with adults, uh, I try to explain uh, uh, every movement uh, uh, slow uh, because uh, it, it is very important for adults to know that uh, they understand the movement, not only see and uh, repeat, but understand uh, every movement. I think uh, this is a very uh, 
important difference. Do you think there are certain dance styles or dance movements that are not appropriate for uh, classes for children? Uh, as for me, I try uh, not to give them more shims. Uh, and uh, I think that uh, shimmy is not good for children to train this movement for a long time. That's why uh, I uh, don't give shimmy for uh, very little kids, five or six years. Um, and uh, we learn this movement in uh, a, a slow movement, but uh, not to do it for a long time and uh, do it fast. Mm. And uh, any other movements uh, I think uh, uh, can be danced in the, and the adults and with the children. It's not uh, such bad movements for children. Mm. And uh, I'm curious about your story. What age did you start doing ballet dance? My story is very interesting. Um, I start to do ballet dance in 23. Uh, I think uh, it's uh, very late uh, because uh, if we start to dance uh, when we are young, uh, we have more opportunities to learn. Um, but uh, my uh, story uh, is such. Um, I, uh, I have a daughter and um, I uh, take my daughter and uh, um, uh, give uh, her to a dance school. And uh, then I have uh, free time uh, when she dancing, when she danced, and um, I want to dance too. <laughs> That's why I begin to dance in 23. But um, I love to be dancing very much. And uh, after this time, I uh, went to different workshops very, very often. I have uh, very a lot of uh, ballet dance workshops um, at the beginning in my town and uh, then go to any other cities of Ukraine and uh, learn with uh, different teachers. Uh, that's why uh, I began to develop uh, very quickly. And uh, then I have an opportunity uh, to be a teacher because uh, the director of the school uh, offered me to, uh, to be a teacher. And um, I uh, began to learn more and more and more. And uh, then I have uh, two groups of uh, kids and adults and uh, begin my uh, teaching career. Mm. Well, I think your story is a perfect example that it's not really, it's never really too late. <laughs> Everything is possible. <laughs> uh, what would be your alternative career if you didn't become a ballet dance teacher? Mm -hmm. If I didn't become a dance teacher, I uh, uh, must be a teacher in the school. Uh, I uh, must teach uh, 
of a young children mm-hmm. from six to ten years. And uh, um, my story is uh, that I was a teacher. I was a teacher over uh, ten years in the school. Oh, wow. And then I became a dancing teacher. <laughs> Wow, that's so cool. Uh, such a fascinating transition of profession, but still remaining like teaching calling in your life. Uh, I'm curious to know, does your daughter uh, still attend uh, dance classes? <laughs> so, so my daughter, she uh, danced belly dance um, she your 16. Uh-huh. Now she is 22. Uh, she belly danced till she was 16, and uh, then uh, she uh, began to um, street dance. Street dance. And uh, now she continues dancing. She is a teacher too, and uh, she, uh, she is a teacher of my own school. Ah, so now working together with the daughter, not only yes, studying yes. dancing together, but... Um... Uh, but did you have any physical or dance activity prior to your belly dance classes? Because I also know you are very, you're paying a lot of attention to flexibility and you do sort of like, uh, I'm not sure how appropriately uh, they're called, but aerobics, but very, very flexible exercises. So I'm curious, was it, did it come after? You started belly dance classes, or was it something earlier before belly dance classes that was more like physical activity in your life? Uh, for physical activity, uh, I think that every belly dance dancer, every belly dancer um, must uh, must do some exercises flexibility for a strong. Uh, for strange, yes, um, and um, I have lessons of acrobatics. If you know, uh, it's uh, acrobatic, um, and uh, these lessons uh, I do before my belly dance classes or after my belly dance classes. When I have uh, free time, I try to use it to. Uh, to be more strong and to be uh, flexible, yes. Uh, and uh, I think it's uh, very good because uh, if you're on the belly dancing, um, you are not, uh, you have not a uh, good physical development. Uh, that's why uh, I have lessons in uh, belly, in classical dance, and uh, it helps me and my students too. Hmm. But I actually meant in general, when did you start developing flexibility? Was it after you started belly dance classes? You mentioned at the age of 23. Or did you pay attention and did some flexibility exercises before that too? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think after belly dance classes. Because uh, belly dance inspired me to... Uh, pay attention uh, to these uh, questions and uh, I start uh, to do these exercises after my dance classes. Mm. 
you have incredible flexibility and it's very cool to follow your also aerobic uh, like activity acrobatic activity and if i'm not mistaken you even involved your husband in this activity too <laughs> no <laughs> no i uh, my work uh, is uh, uh, not connected uh, with my uh, husband I think that uh, the work must be separate uh, from uh, uh, from your family um, because you must have rest, uh, you must have uh, another interest, and um, you say that you say today uh, that I have a good flexibility, but I don't think so. I continue to work. Um, at this question, I continue to do different exercises because uh, um, I uh, want to have uh, more flexible, uh, more flexibility. Hmm. Watching other ballet dancers and watching your students uh, working on flexibility, what do you notice as the most common mistakes? that ballet dancers do trying to develop flexibility in their body? Um, yes, uh, I see some mistakes in this uh, moment. Um, I see that uh, some students uh, pay more attention only to one thing. For example, uh, only uh, do exercises for uh, flexibility and uh, forget about uh, stem exercises. I think that uh, our body uh, must be flexibility and strong uh, to be a good dancer. That's why uh, all students uh, must uh, remember that uh, they uh, must have uh, exercises uh, to develop their flexibility and then uh, exercises to um, develop uh, their strength. Mm. This is actually such a cool reminder that for a healthy body and especially healthy and prepared for professional dancing body, that I actually believe there should be three components in training. It's flexibility, it's strength that you mentioned, and it's also cardio, that they are kind of supporting dance activities in general. But it's such a cool reminder that flexibility and strength training, they have to go together to make your body nice, strong, but also avoid uh, injuries because you're conditioning your body for physical activities. How do you, if at all, do you, actually I'll ask all this, do you incorporate flexibility and strength training in your ballet dance classes, like when you work with students, or you believe that it should be completely separate, like they need to work on flexibility and strength as separate and then come also to a separate ballet dance class? Or do you try to combine these three elements in one class? I combine the three and uh, it's very important to do the lessons regular uh, because uh, some students uh, some students don't understand this moment the uh, classes uh, must be <coughs> the classes must be uh, regular 
and uh, we uh, must pay attention for these three things. And uh, in my own school, we had a good opportunity to do this because we have not only training in belly dancing, but uh, we have uh, classes uh, in uh, other styles, street dance uh, or acrobatic or stretching. We have many lessons and my girls have an opportunity to go to uh, all these lessons uh, and uh, to develop uh, staying, staying flexibility and uh, have a good cardio. Hmm. I also know that uh, you kind of, especially during last year, uh, became known in the international community uh, due to your classes on vacuum, on belly vacuum. Just because you gave a lot of workshops, oh, not maybe a lot, but several workshops as a part of different international projects, and they were often related to belly vacuum. So for you, belly vacuum practice, where, when and how did it start? Was it something related to belly dance, or are you also active in yoga field, or maybe it's something completely different? Like, How did you start paying so much attention to your belly vacuum practice? Oh, this topic is... Uh, I love this topic very much, because the belly vacuum helps us to do our belly movements uh, beautiful and interesting. And as for me, it's uh, an interesting story. I begin to um, to do uh, such classes because um, I don't know uh, how movements with belly. I don't know. I didn't know. And uh, then I uh, began to to find information about this topic because my belly. Uh, didn't understand how how to move. That's why um, I uh, didn't go to yoga classes. Uh, but uh, I uh, find this information in YouTube, uh, in uh, Google. Uh, I spent a lot of time to um, find good exercises and uh, to find uh, good explaining. Uh, how to move with our belly and how to do belly vacuum, uh, how uh, to do it uh, really right. Uh, and uh, then uh, I have uh, a lot of information and uh, I uh, began to do these exercises. Uh, spent a lot of time in the morning uh, with my belly, uh, do belly vacuum every day. And then I... Uh, I began to feel that my belly can do such movements. Um, and uh, after uh, some time, um, I wanted to share this information uh, with other people. And my first experience in belly vacuum uh, was uh, in um, Instagram. Uh, there was a lockdown in our country uh, two years ago and uh, or three years ago. And uh, I uh, had uh, uh, more of free time, um, and uh, I began to do uh, short online lessons uh, in the morning um, with uh, uh, my audience. And uh, I uh, saw that uh, uh, some people want to 
do movements with their belly and they understand that belly vacuum can help them uh, not only to dance but to be um, healthy. And uh, then I gathered uh, this information in one uh, big workshop and uh, began to share this workshop with uh, other students and uh, have uh, an experience uh, in uh, international projects too. What do you think are the main health benefits of belly vacuum? Uh, yes, when we do belly vacuum, uh, we must know that it's a very good thing for our health because it burns uh, fat around in the organs, uh, it improves blood circulation, it increases energy, our energy level. Mm, it also uh, makes our oblique muscles more strong and uh, we feel uh, these muscles very well and uh, it uh, improves uh, our emotional state and it's very important uh, for example for our ukrainian people now because we have um, different uh, difficult situations and uh, we must uh, have a good emotional state uh, uh, to help our health mm, so so true uh, and both uh, working on a belly vacuum, working on flexibility and working on dance can definitely help with emotional state in all different, you know, um, aspects of it, <laughs> different ways. So yeah. before, I, before we summarize our interview uh, and before I ask our final traditional question, I would love to ask you, where can our listeners uh, follow your activities, where they can find more about your activities, and if you are teaching classes that they can take online, or maybe you have recorded classes that they can purchase, uh, please tell us all about that, all about your activities, and where can our listeners connect and work with you, either on dance, either on flexibility, or on belly vacuum. <laughs> Thank you for this question. It's very important for me and I, uh, I will be glad to share this information with your listeners. Uh, so I have my Instagram account, uh, Natalia Goncharova Belly Dance, uh, when I uh, give uh, the information about my lessons. And uh, I have uh, some workshops in recording Mm, by uh, pop song, by belly vacuum, by uh, choreo, short chorus uh, on different uh, rhythms. Uh, so if uh, your listeners uh, will want to work with me, I will be very, very glad. Um, and um, I have some workshops uh, in uh, international project uh, of uh, Julia Farid. And uh, I will be glad to uh, have students uh, there too. Uh, and um, I have an opportunity to uh, share um, to share my experience uh, with students from all over the world uh, by uh, individual lessons, uh, by personal classes. 
and uh, at such classes uh, we can um, speak about different topics um, uh, such as uh, flexibility of our hands uh, such as uh, color of different styles i love uh, i like to do uh, many beautiful chorus and uh, there are a lot of students who dancing uh, chorus by me now in Ukraine and not only in Ukraine. That's why uh, I will be glad to, to work uh, with any student who wants. Mm. I definitely will include link to your social media to the show notes of this episode. So uh, all who are listen who is listening to us right now, all our listeners, you know you can easily connect with our guests through the links in the show notes. And it would be such a great experience for students and also as a great support for you uh, to get together and to have uh, classes and uh, the variety of classes that you already have available as pre-recorded classes is great but also opportunity to work one-on-one during individual class and everything is possible even despite technology problems that we talked about in the beginning of this interview but everything is possible I know you do teach online classes so there are always solutions how to schedule and how to make sure it works and of course uh, amazing opportunity to get or a uh, individual individual personalized choreography I made for for from you so these are all great options for all dancers to enrich their dance uh, uh, dance level and dance education so really really great and link will be in the show notes and um to summarize out this conversation, I want to thank you once again for taking time to do this interview. I'm very happy your phone survived, <laughs> the phone battery is still alive. I would like to ask you our final question because we have one traditional question which I ask every single guest at the end of the interview. And the question is, what makes you fall in love with belly dance again and again, so you keep doing it for so many years. As for me, um, I do uh, belly dance uh, many years because the great inspirations, uh, the great inspiration um, is uh, the dancing of my students. When I see um, how girls uh, uh, open with belly dancing and how they. Uh, uh, become more beautiful, um, more strong, and uh, um, I think I change their lives. That's why um, I have uh, inspiration uh, in such moments. Mm. My students are my inspiration. And uh, uh, dear Jana, I was very happy to have this conversation and uh, I want to wish you and uh, all our listeners uh, good luck and uh, I hope to see you all online in our um, wonderful belly dance world. Thank you very, very much. Mm. I wish you good luck too and I wish you all the best. 
and all the best in many different senses in life in dance and i hope to see you and everyone not only online in our paladins community but also in person and hopefully in ukraine very soon at some paladins event paladins uh, festival and competition let's hope that these good times will come very very soon thank you that's it for today. I hope you have enjoyed this episode and before you leave, don't forget to screenshot and share it with your friends. The more people get inspired, the better it is for our dance community. Until next time, keep shimming and see you soon.